0: Welcome back to another Impact Tonight on Impact Education Leadership. This is episode 106. We host ID3 for 3rd. Tonight's comments are Latane Phillips, Kendrick Bullard, and Buddy Thornton. Buddy Thornton, please say hello to the people.
1: Good evening, Isaiah, and my esteemed panel mates. It is an honor to be here tonight.
0: So glad to have you back. And Kendrick Bullard, please say hello to the people.
2: I, uh, I just want to say we appreciate the knowledge that's out there that we're collecting and sharing with the rest of the, with, with the world, as well as with the United States, and we appreciate everything that you guys are doing.
0: Right on. And Latang Phillips, please hello to the people.
3: Hello, everyone. Thank you Isaiah there for having me, and also hello to all my other fellow panelists, and I'm just glad to be here and hope I can live up to expectations of everyone else.
0: Oh, we all know you will, sir. Well, tonight's topic is 100 and Beyond Anti-Bullying Campaign. Bullying youth are typically marginalized, and they're put in a group of at-risk students for a host of reasons, for a host of adverse social and emotional reasons, which unfortunately leaves them with negative potentials for victimization, social isolation, loneliness, and low levels of perceived peer support, depression, anxiety, withdrawal, and insecurity. Even the National Bullying Survey suggests that rates of victimization ranges from 10.6% to 27.8% in the larger cities, whereas rural cities, small towns, range at even higher. That's at 33% to 82.3%. Rural areas are more exposed to these stressors because of their geographical locations. For this purpose, community leaders like the ones we have tonight will need to design programs curriculums to enhance to help those community relationships increase positive social interactions which will produce healthier behaviors and decrease risk taking behaviors in our youth these programs will need to be implemented over this upcoming school year 2021 to 2022 and beyond tonight i want to pull first from buddy thornton the positive social change agent pro buddy please say hello again to the people and let us know what you're doing sir
1: isaiah right now i'm uh, formulating uh some programs that that are going to be coming out in conjunction with the beginning of the school year. My great-grandchildren uh, starting school this week here in Arizona, and they are faced with, obviously, COVID, just like the rest of the country. And, you know, everyone's asking for programs on, you know, how to get these kids back to socialization and how to make sure that they feel comfortable going back into the classroom. And especially the at-risk youth, how do we protect them from the other kids, so you know that's the things that I work on uh, on a daily basis, and that's where my research is focused on. So that's where I'm at.
0: Absolutely, you know, I, I want to ask you about a uh, potential as it relates to your your thoughts. Uh, how can we give our children a fair shake uh, coming back into this this I would say volatile environment? I would say environment where. There's still uncertainty, even though we've already kind of started school years and a lot of school districts. But with this spike uh, that's going on right now, with this variant, with this delta variant, um, how how can we give our our students uh, and and our teachers and and our parents, uh, you know, just set them up, put them in a place and a mindset where we can, you know, give them a fair chance. To, to go out and be successful in this moment, I would say. What are your thoughts?
1: Well that's a great prompt, Isaiah. The very first thing that we have to do is we have to realize that everybody's been rowing the same canoe. It doesn't matter where you fall on the economic spectrum, it doesn't it, it really doesn't matter. Everyone has had to face this pandemic together. Yes, some people have been a little better positioned to face it. Some people have been able to self-isolate and have a little more tools to deal with it more effectively. Some parents have been able to stay at home and not have to work. Other people uh, like myself, you know, we're uh, we're committed that we have to work every day. We're out there, we're We're what they like to call essential workers. So we're out there and we're facing this uh, as a dynamic of being that barrier between a disease and the rest of the population. But immaterial. Students need to realize that every student, not just them, but every student has been in the same situation now for over a year and a half. And going back into school, they all face two very, very common components. Number one, They all have a story to tell. So the adults in their environment, parents should be lumped into this as well as the students. But administrators, teachers, people in the community should do two very important things. Number one, they should assume that when a child or a student is speaking to them about an experience they've had and the fear that they have coming back into this environment, that they assume they're telling the truth first. No doubt on the table, whatsoever. You know, there are gonna be kids who are going to be pushing the edge of the envelope. You know what, we can deal with that. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's put them at the top of the pyramid. Let's assume self-actualization. Let's let them be at the very top. Let's let them prove that they have faults in their story Let's assume that there are no faults in the beginning, because if we give them the feeling that they are already painted into the the corners of the picture as a Picasso, we give them the ability to step up and have some self-reliance and some self-confidence, and we... Make them feel heard because you cannot get their attention if they don't believe they're going to be heard. And right now, the biggest fear that every student has right now is that they're going to go in the door and they're going to be given this, well, you know, we're way behind the curve. You guys are going to have to sit down, shut up, put on your seatbelt, and we're going to go 90 to nothing, and they're not going to be listened to. They need to be able to verbalize their fears, and they need to be listened to, and they need to be made felt comfortable. You know what? The teachers can afford to give them a week or two to settle in and get those voices out there and get some commonality, make them all feel like they're all in the same place. And then the teachers can say, I believe you. I feel for you. I am right there with you. Now, how can we move forward? The second component of that is, how can we co-create the best path forward? Because if you do that with these kids, I guarantee you these kids not only are gonna buy in, but they're gonna move forward and you're just not gonna believe the results.
0: Buddy throwing the positive social change agent pro Always on fire Always on fire When you were speaking I heard Apprehension We're going to need to Apprehend, we're going to need to show Our students how to apprehend Their emotions, their feelings As we explore Into uncertainty And this is going to bring I believe That cooperation that you were talking about and we know cooperation leads to participation. I want to pull on Kendrick Bullard, but before I do, Lady Thornton, Deposit Social Change Agent Pro, thank you for that sophisticated response, that sophisticated exchange. And with that sophistication, I want to bring it to Kendrick Bullard, KV, um, you know, please say hello again to the people and you know I, I want to as, as an NFL um, former player you know being on that lineup for positive um, positive images but you know but before I go into that you know what's going on KB what, what you got going on these days out there I know you all over the countryside uh, speaking doing your thing what you got going on currently sir
2: Well, I think the biggest thing for me going on right now is working with people, helping them to understand how to use renewable energy and IT and how those systems can be managed through uh, how how we can build equity together instead of building or tearing things down. but what I do is I focus on renewable energy engineering. I'm always focused on on uh, uh, helping, you know, the least of us at times. And it gets tough sometimes. Uh, but I also got a job with you. And it's great. It's a, you have a great organization. The organization is focused on building people's, uh, um, at, I guess the best word, so I can give to you you're building people's um or kids uh character and that's what I do for it that's what I'm doing right
0: now yeah, absolutely and when you know all about character you know i worked with you um in, in the military you, you train me for uh the officer's corps uh and and your commitment I mean, as a leader, as a servant is it, tirelessly, I mean, even your temperament, how you're able to approach things uh, from different standpoints, uh, whether it be um, educationally, whether it be through your uh, experience, uh, it's just, you have a very, uh, I would say, uh, a light overtone uh, when dealing with um, just people and managing people as well. And um, the way you affect the communities, uh, you have a very positive um, effect uh, for the uh, for the communities. And with that being said, you know, for this wrap I would say tonight, uh, I would really want to see uh, because you talked about your experience in uh, renewable energies and, and using those IT systems uh, to, to populate different. Um, changes in those different, uh, I would say, platforms, technologies, and so you know, with that experience, with that, with that lens, uh, with that type of, I would say, mentality. Actually, you, you know, um, how would we set up? How would we position? And how could you, or how would you use your IT strategies, right, to give bully victims? Of boys?
2: Oh, well, I guess the first thing I would do is change the name to a pro life process or a pro character process. Because again, if we leave out the people who are being bullied and the bullies, it actually sets us back and creates a level of division saying that this is not the right way to do it and this is the right way to do. It. We want to emphasize that everybody has a level of value that's above the earth surface. A matter of fact, it's not just the earth surface. So, the first thing is again change to where we're actually getting where those IT systems and the physical names of those uh, the people that we want to reach are actually uh, we're reaching the individuals that are bullying, the people, again, if you call it a pro-character and give it a name that actually affects everybody instead of one group of people, we create a level of division. That's what I would do first of all. But the second piece on the IT side is being able to show people how to use these systems. And the fact that, again, our bodies have these abilities to be able to function just like the computer systems, the IT, the iPhone, the Android. Our bodies have the physical abilities to be able to maintain and and actually run at a faster rate of the systems that are there. So again, allow the kids to explore the things that are higher than just, uh, higher than the ceiling. In in other words, the ceiling—the ceiling's really not there. But once we eliminate the the technical ceiling for the people that that we're managing, each individual has the opportunity to fly, and fly in space. I guess that's a metaphor for being able to say that we set up my goal is always to set up everybody for success, whether they're using a computer, uh, whether they're learning how to type, whether they're using, you know, whatever kind of diagnostic tool. But the individuals should be allowed to do the things that are necessary for each and every individual's growth, and we don't, we shouldn't be hiding anything. That's. That's just my interpretation. But on the technical side, I, I go out of my way to not set, to actually uh, allow people to go past, you know, past that uh, ceiling. In other words, how are you going to, I mean, for me, it's not about growing too silly. But allowing each individual to go past the system using technology now we can put all the different algorithms in there the algorithms of these system models to allow us to be able to to be able to gauge how people are doing but the bottom line is kids should be we should allow every person we should assume everybody has character and we should allow them to grow past the systems. The systems are faster. I mean, we're fast. Our physical bodies, whether you call it a DNA, a strand of some sort, those systems allow us to do the amazing things that we've been able to do for years. We just have to be able to, to, to uh, get out of their way and allow everybody to grow within the uh, certain tree of uh, the tree of life that may be out there for everybody. I don't believe in limitations. Matter of fact, uh, I've gone past that uh, 10 years ago.
0: See, that's what I'm talking about. And, and so, you know, with that being said, it's going to take time. It's going to take time for us, you know, that's what I'm getting, to enhance these community relationships. It's going to take time for us to um, create these um, healthy behaviors um, is going to take time for us to be, to start decreasing uh, the risk taking behaviors when I use because of of the rapid change, the rapid flow of information. So, you know, KB, what she said for me was, you know, we're 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 at a moment, we're at a moment in time, right? And so, at this moment in time, the possibilities are endless. The options are endless. We just got to make sure that there is some type of, I would say, pro-social uh, value uh, to these changes to make sure that, you know, we don't veer too far off from what is healthy and, and what is wholesome. And, and that's why I believe this is a perfect segue to our next guest The Chain Phillips, sir. But, uh, okay, thank you so much and so much for this podcast. The Chain Phillips, please say hello to the people, sir. So glad to have you back and let us know what you got going on
3: currently, sir. I know it's a lot. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm still at Hunger Busters, uh, where our motto is feeding kids, feeling futures. Um, We shifted in 2020 just like every other business in the world, Um, started taking care of that entire family of of, uh, the children that we were serving before, and then... We started looking into other ways to serve the community, Um, and so just recently, we moved into some financial services. So now um, we have the ability to help families out in terms of um, helping them out with, with rental assistance and utility assistance to keep them in the home, keep them, you know, if they're renting.
0: Absolutely. You know, I, I talked with Katie about that disposition, and you know, for me, disposition is, is character pretty much. It's that temperament, it's that uh, that person's tendencies or, or their mentality. And so, you know, you and, and Hunger Buster sir, uh, have that influence, you have that, that that character, that character trait that's positive in the community. And, and you're growing, and you're and you got you got branches going, uh, different spheres of influence that are creating impacts uh, into the community. We're talking civic involvement, right? And that guidance uh, for not only the youth but also those families, those family structures, right? That is what we call leadership, and what that means, said I want to thank you uh, for all that you are doing all that Hunger Busters is doing Uh, just just amazing 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 uh, organization and I just want to make sure that I say that uh, because Hunger Busters is a heritage (laughs) it is a tradition Uh, it is a brand name Uh, but Latane Phillips my question for you is uh, what are some ways that to combat or to facilitate anti-bullying strategies for our communities, our different communities, right? And so, you know, what are some ways your organization is focusing on? Uh, and I, and you, you're doing so much, but are focusing on um, youth advocacy? So, if you could give us an
3: example, uh, what your organization is doing uh, for for that. Right. Well, thank you for the kind words about our organization, and um, we're just trying to do what we can do to make a difference one person and one child at a time. But we look at food insecurity, and it, it's not a direct issue. It's a systemic issue. Once once they get to that you know, third, fourth grade, the, the children start to realize um, that they're food insecure, and sometimes financially, mm-hmm. um, they start to realize that their parents aren't on par with other parents. So, what happens is obviously they begin to get you know children can be cool um and even though sometimes it's in fun they they begin to make fun of other children um for not being as financially stable um which is not necessarily a fault because at that age they can't work they can't they're not in control of the type of shoes they wear, the type of backpack they have. so what we've done to address that issue is we've we've gone out and we've gotten therapists and we've gotten psychologists and psychiatrists um that will donate their time. And so, while we're passing out these meals, um, when they're in these after-school enrichment programs, the psychiatrists, those, these counselors, these, these volunteers, they kind of go around and just have individual conversations with the children, trying to assess what their uh, what their level is in ter- from a mental health standpoint. Because when you when you're depressed, um, or when you have low self-esteem, that's a mental health issue. From there, once it's identified, um, we go to the counselors, we go to the principals, we talk to them about what has been identified, then partner with the parent to say, hey, can we have some therapy sessions um where we talk to the child about what they're going through as far as, you know, just the the lack of resources in the home. The other thing that we do though is we don't just leave the parent out or leave the child out. I'm sorry, leave the parent out. We we try to talk to the parent to find out where where the need is so if it's if it's the fact that they don't have a ged we try to connect them with the organizations that can get them a ged if there's a if there's a issue where you know the credit's not right so that all they have all these interest rates and all these payments we connect them with a nonprofit that can help them do credit repair um you know and, and so those are the type of things that we're doing outside of food insecurity among children to kind of help get over that hump so to speak um and then we take a montessori in type of approach where once we identify the strawber children and we identify the fact that you know that they they're not a bully so to speak and we kind of pair them up with with other children so that they're in a group environment and everyone empowers each other and those are some of the things we're doing um just to kind of ensure that as As these students move along in life and outside of elementary school and in the middle and high school, that they're not walking into adulthood with depression and low self-esteem.
0: And that is leadership at its finest. Wow. Latane Phillips, with Hunger Busters, thank you so much. And and like I said last time, I just see you guys even growing more and more and, and connecting uh, with more people, more organizations, to get um, your heart out there, because hunger hunger busters is a heart. Hunger busters is a soul, and and that soul needs to be heard It needs to be felt, and it needs to be there needs to be a social exchange um, between this organization and our communities uh thank you so much you always add so much to this podcast sir thank you uh let me go to wow i can't believe we're almost out of time all right let me me go to buddy thornton again buddy thornton the process changes pro kb i'm gonna come back to you but buddy thornton i mean you've heard this discussion uh so far tonight what are you know I, i know you have you you have a plethora of programs yourself you've been doing this uh for over 40 years but what are several programs that are out there that you know about currently all right because this is an audience uh, is ranging to what would be a universal i would say application or school program or program that you would recommend to help uh enhance right to, to just promote that pro-social behavior, promote those core values, uh, promote a uh, positive health behavior to help us decrease these risk factors that so many youth uh, are taking now with all of this. I would say uncertainty out there, all these changes. What resiliency tools, I guess, would you recommend, buddy, uh, to this audience?
1: Well, I think it's very important to recognize, uh, number one, that the human uh, diaspora has always been locked into a pecking order situation. We, we we like a pecking order. We like to know who's up there and we like to know who's down there. And uh, whether we like to say that's fair or unfair is uh, pretty much put to the side a lot of times and unfortunately that's what's led to bullying and you're absolutely correct it's a dog eat dog world we don't like to think that everybody is exactly the same and to be honest with you I've said for more than a decade now we're all unique every one of us wants to be unique and we want to be recognized as being unique and we are but when you start to look at community programs, we have to take that uniqueness, and we have to try to b- bring it back in, dial it down a notch. And so, you know, I was doing some research and looking at some of the current things, especially in the United States, and, of course, there's an excellent uh, what website called stopbullying.gov that addresses the bullying aspect. But, you know, when you talk about students and you talk about community, you really need uh, Kind of a compendium of a lot of things, like what Latane brings to the table and what Kendrick Bullard brings to the table. You, you've got to have people who are willing to stick their heart out into the community. Uh, you've got the 100 and Beyond program. It's an example of an, a great leadership and mentoring program where you're taking children who don't have experience and they're maybe a little hesitant. And you're giving them the the openness to be leaders and to to reach out and and find out what their passions are. These are after-school programs that are designed to supplement and complement what the teachers are doing to teach them things, but it allows them to open up. You know, uh, we we can teach people how to do community boost camps, which allows the families to get involved and also start to work with recognizing that their children are not just – To be set aside or ignored or just they're not as relevant as the adults are you know what they are they're very relevant they are the future of the human race so you know we need to have these community boost camps so that the family becomes community and community becomes family uh you know when it comes to conflict schools in certain parts of the country have adopted peer mediation programs where the kids themselves with the guidance of the counselors and some of the teachers and in some cases some very knowledgeable parents are actually handling the conflict amongst themselves. If you wanna know who the bullies are in a school, ask the students. The more extroverted students will tell you exactly who the bullies are. They're not afraid to tell you who the bullies are, and they will, that will allow you to know exactly where the problem starts and stops. Of course, you don't want to just throw that out there. You don't want to start a war on campus. So there's a lot of things you can do, but again, we go back to that co-created inclusion model. We want the kids themselves to get involved with saying, hey. Do we really want to be on a campus that's full of conflict, or do we want to be on a campus where everyone gets along, everyone has their heart on their sleeve, but they're also working toward a common goal? So we have to, you know, it's, it's like a compendium. There's really not one program that's going to fit every campus everywhere. Every school, every administrator, every counselor has to look at their unique campus and their unique mixture of students, demographics, the diversity or the non-diversity of the campus, and they need to determine what is the program that's going to work here. Do we have the intellect to have a peer mediation program? But there is one program that needs to be implemented everywhere that will stop bullying in its tracks and will put schools on the right path. And it involves a lot of what Latane said about really getting to know the kids. And by getting to know the kids, you also get to know the families. And by getting to know the families, you get to know the community. And that is you need to have a multi-tiered anonymous reporting program where the kids who are actually the low tier, the bottom tier victims, believe that they can anonymously report problems, and they've gotta have multiple vectors for doing that. That's where people like Kendrick Bullard come in with their IT professionalism. We can have physical drop boxes on campus where they can drop a note in and say, hey, so-and-so's bullying somebody else, and they don't even have to name themselves. They can just say, this person's bullying somebody. We can have a digital drop box for parents and community. If a parent doesn't want to, you know, get right in the mix, but they want to report that someone's bullying somebody, they can do it anonymously. We can have a, a, an email situation where we can forward those hateful and harassing emails that are ubiquitous in social media and in the computer, the digital world that we're in. If, bullies cannot survive in the light of day. They hate being... Outed. We've got to have a system where the kids feel safe when they out a bully, but if we provide a way for them to out the bully by having all those different vectors for outing the bullies, and then we let them co-create a safe environment, the kids will feel safer, they'll start participating in the boost camps, they'll want to participate in the peer mediation, they'll want to say, hey, you know what, we can control our own conflict if, with a little bit of guidance, we can make sure everyone gets corrected. Uh, Behavior is easy to correct when everyone knows that they can't hide their bad behavior. That's one of the things that schools fail at more than any other dynamic. If we can get it out in the public eye, we stop it in its tracks.
0: Amen to that. Listen, let's do some takeaways. We're out of time.
3: Latane Fields wants to go first. Kerry Bullard next. And Buddy Thornton. So the only thing I have to say is that I read something that um that said that, that for every month that we're in um, this pandemic it's gonna take a year of economic recovery to get out. And as the Supreme Court last week lifted the uh, rent moratorium you're going to see more people evicted from their homes, and which is going to cause more bullying because the the, the children whose parents can't afford, um, you know, to, to save where they live, um, they're going to be forced into shelters. Thus, meaning the children probably won't get school clothes and things like that. So, um, I just want to highlight an organization called Services of Hope, and you can go to Service of Hope. Um, And they're paying people's rent, and so anyone that you know, um, whether they're uh, undocumented resident or not, um, direct them to this organization um, because they're they're paying bills and they're keeping people in their homes, which systemically over time will make sure their kids aren't bullied and kind of keep lives on track. Because I th- I think about the fact that if, if I was displaced and if I was homeless even for a month or two the devastation that it would have um, to my house and to my children so I just want to plug that organization services of hope dot um, org you can go there and direct people to help them out to pay their rent
0: thank you Latane wow Katie,
2: continue to believe in yourself kids and the parents and the people who are pro-bullying and the people who are anti-bullying continue to believe in yourself because if we do that we'll get through anything everything's possible but the last thing I want to leave you with is that everything matters allow people to use their IT services and allow them to have those experiences that will enhance the things that they want to do even if it's just one thing but we've got to get back to we got to get out of the uh, we've got to get out of the mold. i'm talking about us as parents get out of the mold of, 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 of claiming failure when success is always around the road success is, success is dynamic And you never have to worry about a level of success going any other direction than being successful. And I use the same word multiple times because, again, we've got to make sure that each individual understands how to be able to procreate their own world and how to be able to create the circumstances that make all of us great only do will you allow these kids to show you and us to show them. The systems are easy to, to, to manage, but uh, I've met a lot of kids over the years who are able yeah I've met some homeless people who, are able, who weren't able to use a computer and now I can get them and show them what those electrical signals can do and not all of them are interested but again, once you're able to show somebody one thing they'll show you two other things and we'll be, uh, we will allow the world to flourish
0: KB let me ask you one more thing before I know we have time but those firewalls uh, that school administrators can, can install in their schools to block certain sites that their students are going to is, is that possible that a school administrator can can set up a firewall so that different content over the internet can't be viewed by those students at that school at that particular school is that possible to do that
2: the short answer is yes absolutely they can but why do it there are a plethora of things that are outside the United States and abroad uh that would allow kids to grow. There are systems there and are, there are places, there are systems that, there are educational systems that people can tap in, that we can actually bridge to. Switzerland's probably one of the best places I can think about in terms of an educational standard. A couple other places too. But, you know, allow people to, to get on those things. You got to allow people to go to those sites and see exactly what some of these um, some of the other school systems are doing. And if nothing else, we can bridge the gap between all these different podcasts we're having and allow everybody to be able to, you know, to be able to uh, understand why time. It's so important for everybody to be successful. So the short answer is yes, absolutely. But I wouldn't set those those firewalls up because I think it's a uh, form of uh, limitation and not unlimited or beyond limits.
0: But no, thank you for that. Buddy Thornton, Apostle singing the pro against her, Take us
2: home.
1: Well, my biggest takeaway before I I go anywhere, I just want to say, Latane, you you never cease to amaze me every time you're on here. I I just bless you and the work you do. Um, And all you teachers out there and all of you families out there, all you parents out there, remember that we have to give hope and remove victimization before we can ever teach a child anything, because when their eyes are down, their minds are not open.
0: As always, Buddy Thornton, the power Social Change Agent, you knocked it out of the baseball stadium. Tonight was another impactful night in the past educational leadership. Our guest tonight was Kendrick Bullard, Buddy Thornton, the power Social Change Agent Pro, and Latane Phillips. Good night.